Small business never sleeps is is painfully true, but it doesn't need to be as painful as we make it. Yeah. Servanthood and being a good servant and what that looks like um, to to live that out. The people that work for you, you know, they're counting on your best you. Welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Every week, you'll not only hear from like-minded small business leaders, glean from their journeys, and gain practical advice from our network of trusted advisors, but you'll also hear from marketplace professionals with specific industry focus. Why walk alone when you are the backbone of the American economy? Join your hosts, John Slusser and Nathan Maud, and discover more ways to make your business more efficient and recoup your time. You can find more resources at www.indianasba.com. And now, welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Welcome back to Small Business Never Sleeps. My name is John Slusser, and this is Nathan Maud. We're the co-founders of the Indiana Small Business Association and your host of Small Business Never Sleeps. Yes, thank you everybody for tuning in today of today's episode of Small Business Never Sleeps. In today's episode, we are excited to have Kevin Falls, president of Servant 42 and instructor of Croft Magal. Welcome to the show, Kevin. <laughs> what an entrance. That was Thanks, great. guys. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, hey, Small Business Never Sleeps is geared specifically for the small business owner and those who represent small business. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. You ready to dive in? I am, yeah. It's a privilege to be here. Perfect. Well, hey, Kevin, we've worked alongside Servant 42 for years now. And at the beginning of 2021, Servant 42 joined ISBA as a partner. Uh, you recently became the president of Servant 42 this year, along with being an instructor of Krav Maga. From what I understand, you truly never sleep. You're super busy all the time. But for those tuning in that, that don't know as much about you, can you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, my name's Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm a, Kevin. I'm a Kravaholic. <laughs> yeah, that's clever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, I'm I'm president of Servant 42. Um, married 15 years. Um, although if you ask my wife, I think that's 105 in married to Kevin years. Um, not surprising that that's the same as dog years, the yeah. same yeah. conversion yeah. rate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have a son. He's 11, I think. That's correct. Nice. Is that is that uh, Kevin years as well, or is that should that be like you know like two and a half? It, it's somewhere in there. Okay. There's a range, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. So that that that's my family. We live in Fishers. Um, we've been in this area for ten, twelve years now. So uh, it's definitely home. Awesome. Well, Kevin, I'm excited to hear more about your story, um, how you support the community as well as those small business owners, and how did you get started in the IT industry? Oh man, that's a, that's a story. Um, I've been doing it my whole life and didn't realize it. Okay. Um, so for me, I think it started when I was 13, um, when computers were just sort of being, becoming a thing that people had. Um, and I've always just had a knack with it and messed with it, but it, it never dawned on me that that should be something I should do mm -hmm. to make money or survive in this weird world we live in. Um, it, until later in life, you know, I was doing factory work. I was welding, you know, I was d doing weird stuff, um, just making it. And then I was like, wait a minute, what I have this ab ability and passion for technology. Why am I not using it? Um, and so I, I went through a certificate program, uh, a training school where it was a, a one year in depth crash course, man. It was, I, I think it came out of that thing with seven certifications. Nice. Um, 
came out as Microsoft Certified System Administrator. Um, and from there, I went directly into consulting, had that lined up before I even finished school. So um, talk about diving in. I mean, it was it was living and breathing tech. And then uh, immediately I had to be the expert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was great because I was like 20. Um, <laughs> so expert at nothing at that point. Um, but yeah, and then since then, I've been a- across all industries. I've worked in higher education. I've worked in uh, you know publicly held companies. Uh, manufacturing industries. I've, I've done IT pretty much everywhere. Um, but for me, fixed IT, it's, it's not enough of an adventure. So why support one environment when I can support hundreds, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, and that's where I really found my stride, uh, coming on to Servant 42, you know, as a, as an engineer, um, and just worked my way from there. Gotcha. How long have you been with Servant 42? Oh, it's been eight and a half years now. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. And you, you, you mentioned that you started out as an engineer and now you're the president. So what was that? Uh, oh. What was that like? Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think there's there's people that are wired for, for leadership. It's a learned skill to some degree. But um, I think when you can picture what you do as, as a way of helping people instead of focusing on the task, um, and you can repeat that and repeat that and repeat that before you know it, you're, you're building relationships, um, and you're, you're building business value and, and you're learning, you know, what it takes to, to lead people. Um, and so it was a, a, a natural and unnatural progression all at the same time. You know, I'm out there doing most of the on-site technical work, but because I'm interfacing with business owners, you know, I'm, I'm speaking their language. I'm, I'm learning, you know, how businesses work, what makes small business successful, mm-hmm. um, you know, what the pain points are. Uh, and I'm guiding them through those challenges. And, you know, without realizing it, you know, I'm, I'm becoming the face of the company from the front line, right? Um, and, and I start seeing those, those challenges in, within our own business. And I start, you know, working on addressing those. And, and before you know it, you know, I'm accidentally the, the guy that everybody looks to for <laughs> answers, which is, um, you know, scary, but I, th- I think as you learn leadership and you really start to develop that skill set within yourself, you start to realize that there's this misconception in the world that leaders have all the answers mm-hmm. um, and, and they simply don't. So um, what true leadership looks like is, is, is asking all the right questions. Uh, so my, my encouragement to small businesses out there, um, you know, whatever level of that business that you're operating in, um, and especially if you own it to, to understand that it's okay to not have all the answers. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and it's more important that you're willing to ask the right questions so that you can move your business forward. Yeah. Uh, I know servant 42 hasn't always been servant 42. There was a name change at at one point. What, what does servant 42 stand for? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's not something we get asked very often because it's super intuitive that we're a tech company. That long pauses for the laughter. Well, we we can, uh, you know, uh, that went well over my head, but we can definitely cue the laughter. uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, post edit here. No, so that's a a, a question we get asked a lot. um, And it really comes down to who we are, um, you know, at our essence. Um, It it has two meanings. Uh, The the nerdy side of it is that it comes from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, where the computer deep thought, uh, you know, calculates the meaning of life as 42. Mm. Um, But the meat of it is from Isaiah 42 from the Bible, uh, which speaks about servanthood and being a good servant and what that looks like. 
um, to, to live that out. And so it's an amalgamation of understanding that like what we believe is that our reason for living and being here is literally just to serve well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's who we are and that's, that's who we try to be. Yeah, absolutely. I can certainly appreciate that. We are all servants in whatever field or whatever walk of life we're in. And uh, I can definitely appreciate that. And, and Isaiah 42 always rings a bell, but, uh, who do you serve? Uh, I mean, who don't we serve? I mean, we're, we're a small business ourselves, um, and we're focused in the small to medium business space. Um, so our sweet spot is, is really helping those small businesses that are, uh, too small to hire I, IT people, um, or more than one IT person. Um, and, and they just, they need that help at, yeah. at all levels of IT. Um, and so that typically ranges, you know, between five and 30 is probably the sweet spot. But, you know, we, we service all industries and, and we have customers as large as 200. So yeah. um, it, it's all over the place. But but our, our heart is really with that small business owner that's wearing too many hats. Right. And and what are some of those services that you provide to, to try to remove some of that responsibility? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, we're uh, the technical term is we are an IT managed service provider, which means almost <laughs> nothing to anybody um, that is is not inside that industry. Uh, and, and it's just a, a fancy way of saying we're an enterprise level IT department, everything from help desk up to CIO. Um, and we we're just that at a fractional basis, mm-hmm. um, because the reality is, is the needs of business and as far as IT um, they don't change in scope. Like whether you're five people or you're 500 people, you still need network stuff mm-hmm. that to work and you need security to be in a, a forefront focus and you need people that can, you know, figure out why nothing prints, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and everything in between. You need somebody that can have that strategic vision and make sure that you're, you're making wise infrastructure investments. It, it, although when you're a five person company, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't afford to sustain mm-hmm. all of those positions or finding someone, one person, that one person that's in your budget to hire that can do all those things. Well, like that's, that's just unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what we do is, is we provide the depth of bench of that entire it department uh, on a fractional basis so that as a small business owner, your, your planning doesn't need to suffer. Your support doesn't need to mm-hmm. suffer. So that that's what we yeah, do. Got it. That's incredible. And as John kind of went through, you guys had you had the name change. I know just because we've known you guys for a while, you have a new building location. Sure. So I'm just curious, what does the future look like for Servant Forty Two? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I, and I think uh, as small business owners, it's one that we all are wrestling <laughs> with right now. Is right. what we, we don't know what the future looks like. So. Um, for us, I mean, that the name change, the, the office change, our, our success of late has been, been focused on just excelling at our, our core focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, if all small businesses can focus and especially small business owners can focus on the thing that they do well, like that's why they're doing what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. If they can focus on that and not have to worry about the rest, um, you know, we'll figure the future out as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're all battling the same challenges with, with staffing and supply yeah. chain and, you know, everything we can go on and on and spend right. all day talking <laughs> about the, the challenges that face small business. But as far as, you know, what we look at when we see the future is just, um, serving well, um, serving more, uh, and we're just always looking for opportunities to do that well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you and your organization are incredibly passionate for small business. Why, why is small business so important to you guys? Uh, I mean, it's it's important because it, it, we're one too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like yeah, that response. Does. That's that's, uh, you know, that's honest. We're all in this together, um, and you know. I, I know that we'll dig deeper into the fact that small business never sleeps. That's what you guys do. But, um, man, can it feel like an Island, uh, Mm -hmm. when you're trying to, to run a small business and you're, you're living that fallacy that you're supposed to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned, um, being on an Island. Yeah especially because you know the kind of the buck stops at you sure you're looked at for those answers if you don't have those answers you got to go find them um so how has being the president of servant 42 kind of put you on that island or even changed your perspective of how you view business than you did previously wow yeah no that's a that's a loaded question i mean mean, (laughs) keeping you on your toes it's it's lonely at the top i mean that's just a nature of leadership Mm -hmm. but um I think that it's given me some perspective. Obviously you have a perspective change mm-hmm. to some degree, but I, I think the inverse of that is actually what's true to my success. Um, and that's, I think I, I always tried to see things through the lens of a business owner mm-hmm. um, and not just the guy showing up to do his task and punch his clock and cash his check. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it, it is, lonely, but only as lonely as you make it and let it be. Um, I, I think especially with, with, with ISBA, it's, it's awesome that we can come together and we can, um, you know, lower the mask and admit to one another that like, guys, we're, we're faking it till we make it here. You know, we're, we're figuring it out as we go mm-hmm. as business owners. And there's a lot of responsibility of, of families that you're supporting. Yes. And, um, you know, we're, we're all in that together. Um, and, I think the biggest mistake that we as business leaders can make is um, thinking that it has to be this way, that we have Mm -hmm. to be all alone and that we have to subsidize the business by committing more of our time and spreading ourselves thin and doing things that aren't what we're good at um, because we have to, there's no one else to do it. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I, I, I think that, self-care is very important, which is for me where Krav Maga kind of came into the Mm -hmm. picture. Um, we, we have to take care of ourselves. It's an investment of energy in ourselves that we can then turn around and invest into the business. And if we're, we're pushing too hard and over committing and operating from that Island too long, um, it's, it's going to create problems. And so, uh, what our businesses actually need from us is for us to be energized and charged and, and networking and, talking about these challenges that we face with peers and uh, being creative with solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you're a small business as well. And, and you just mentioned, you know, sharing challenges with your peers. What are some of those challenges that you've experienced that you've been uh, able to overcome? Oh, man, I, I, I think for us, identity has been an issue. And where the turning point for me was um, in leading uh, through servant 42 is, was really focusing on who we are. Um, you know, hence the name change. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, once you, as a business owner determine, you know, who you are and what your values are, you, you craft this lens through which you can view all the challenges in front of you. 
Um, and it narrows the scope of solutions, right? Because we're in an age where information is way too available. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can develop analysis paralysis where you're like, I need to understand every option in this scenario. <laughs> but um, if you can stay true to what your identity is, you know, what is your business um, and, and your core values, and then filter your results through that. Yeah. Um, the, the path becomes a lot more clear. Right. That's, that's great. Um, what are some of those success stories that you guys have, have experienced with, with either in, internally or with clients you represent? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I would point to our, our, our new location, um, as, as one of those challenges. I mean, we were, uh, a very close knit team piled into a space where, you know, we joked about how we're going to have to start uh, getting the welder out and make some, <laughs> some cubicle lofts and, and have a two story workspace uh, uh, where we were. Um, and a big part of that for us was because we were, we're trying to hang on to um, you know, how we got started. So a, a, as a small business, we were actually in the PC and residential repair. Like that's what we did. You know, we wanted to help people with their home computers because that's what the need was mm-hmm. when we started. Um, and it, it's, it's evolved into, um, you know, our focus being on business and serving the business community and helping other small businesses overcome those challenges. But we were, um, you know, we're helpers. We want to serve mm-hmm. well. And, and, and so it was hard for us to um, you know, let go of the retail space where mm-hmm. we work, you know, at that point, 10% of our business was, was tied to that residential piece. Um, and we were, we were creating this challenge for ourselves by not allowing ourselves to, to focus on who we are and who we were really trying to serve and, and spreading ourselves too thin. So, um, but by being able to filter solutions through that lens, you know, we're like, look, we don't really need retail frontage to be able to serve small businesses. Well, we're doing 95% of our work remotely. Um, if we need to get something and bring it to our shop to work on it, we can do that. Um, you know, we don't need this, this frontage space. Um, and, and so being able to spool down that side of the business because it, it, was actually getting in the way of us being able to serve well, mm-hmm. um, on our core focus with the business side, um, was a big step for us. Um, and taking that was, you know, an example of a big challenge that we were able to o- overcome by, by having that, that kind of thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a great story. Absolutely. So Kevin, um, for the, the viewers who don't know, you joined ISBA Indiana small business association in 2021. What are your thoughts so far about ISBA and how can ISBA help that small business community? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I spoke briefly about self-care uh, mm-hmm. as a need for, for business leaders. And if the last couple of years have taught us anything, it's that um, we need to be prepared for stuff that we hadn't really thought of mm-hmm. before. Um, and we can't navigate that alone. We're not going to have all the answers. Um, so uh, from my perspective, ISBA has been super awesome as being this platform for, for those people that are typically the islands to, mm-hmm. to come together and, and really just be honest uh, about the things that they're struggling with, um, you know, which is usually time um, and trying to do too much in your, in your business and subsidizing your business by overcommitting yourself. Um, and so I think it's been a great platform for, for people to come together and, and speak with other business owners across other industries and, and feel less alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of conversations I've, I mean, we all know that we're having staffing and hiring problems mm-hmm. just globally, but to be able to come together as a group of, of business leaders and just 
lament <laughs> about the situation that we're in um, and then come up with creative solutions and, and make connections for people that they wouldn't otherwise have as far as, you know, well, I know this person that, that does the staffing in this way um, in your industry. And so maybe you should talk to them mm-hmm. and just uh, creating opportunities for conversations for creative problem solving, I think has been huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to get away from the business side of things sure. and get more into the the self-care that you've mentioned a couple of times and some other areas of passion for you, one of those areas is Krav Maga. Um, I think, you know, Nathan struggled with how to even say <laughs> yeah. say the, wor- the words, you know, Crave Maga, you yeah, know, whatever yeah, whatever yeah. He, uh, he was saying. But Krav Maga, what is Krav Maga and, and, and what's that mean to you? Yeah, so I mean, there, there's a there's a long story about what that is, but it, we, we got we got time here. We Seems got like time. something I'd eat at a buffet. <laughs> it sounds like it. It's not. I don't recommend eating it. Um, so, uh, Kramaga started in Israel in the 30s, um, and it was a self defense technique that was developed on the street um, as a way for the Jewish people who were actively being persecuted and and just attacked as they were walking down the sidewalk to defend themselves from. Uh, real threats. And the system grew and developed um, from there and became the primary system of combatives taught by uh, the IDF. Um, And it has expanded now to being the number one combative system trained by U.S. uh, law enforcement um, and military. And it's uh, so, you know, they say it's a martial art. Um, I argue that we're so martial, it's art. (laughs) And so that's that's what makes it a little bit different. But it's about real world threats um, Mm -hmm. and and what's actually happening on the street. So we do a lot of weapons and um, third party protection scenarios and a bunch of cool John Wick stuff. Right. Uh, First off, John Wick. Great film. Um, but secondly, you're you're not just a participant, you're an instructor. So what does that look like? Correct. Yeah, no, it's it I don't I don't know. Uh it, it <laughs> he doesn't know what it looks like either. Um it's it's one of those like I don't want to have yeah. to I don't want to show you, but yeah. like we're gonna have to do a demonstration. <laughs> yeah, we're not real salesy, so you know, usually that's that pitch is like, well, you know, just um sneak up behind Kevin and put him in a headlock and see what happens. <laughs> well, that's I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm voting yeah. uh, Nathan to no, to give that a no, try here. Yeah, no. Um so it's I, honestly for me, it, it stemmed from just that nature of wanting to serve well, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I found Krav when I was personally in a in a dark place. You know, talk about self care. Um, what led me in there was just needing to do something for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I just I needed something, um, and I'm an extreme guy. I, that's just my personality. So if I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do, do the most extreme thing that, mm-hmm. that we can do, and that that my friends is Krav Maga. So. Um, that, that's how I got started. But as soon as I got in there, it really transformed my life. That confidence, you know, combined with my desire to help people and serve well and, and just have that nature about me. It, and I was no longer happy just going and training, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it became about going and, uh, whoever I was training with helping them become better. Um, and so, you know, at, at the heart of me and who I am, you know, I, I always want to leave people better than I found them. Mm-hmm. So whatever the interaction may be, if I can walk away from that, you know, with that being positive or helping them in some way you know, that that's the approach I want to take. And, and for me, Krav Maga became that outlet where I could challenge people to be that better version of themselves. I could encourage them to uh, exercise more. 
I, I could instill in them the confidence that was instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the better that I became with the craft, the more I wanted to, to see that fulfilled in students and, and training partners. And, um, I, I think everybody could benefit from something like that. So yeah. it, it just, it, it ties back into just that spirit of serving well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and Kevin, you are on the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Um, so we have a question for you. What do you think about the phrase small business never sleep or what does it mean to you? Uh, I mean, I think it's um, I think it's way too true. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you wish know? it wasn't? You're a little tired? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired. And, um, you know, it's there. there's this weird thing with nature I, you know i don't know where it came from but you know if you feel like you have no energy the trick is to expend more you know repeatedly um it it's crazy but as a small business owner you know you're again you're trying to subsidize your business as much as you can by doing as much as you can whether it's what you should be doing with your time or not uh and you're just pouring in and pouring in and there's so many things to worry mm-hmm. about um, and, and that's compounded over the last couple of years. Like, you know, what is the economy going to look like? What's my supply chain going to look like? I can't hire anybody, you know, all these situations just make it worse. Um, and so as business leaders, like if we're not careful, like we will lose all of our sleep worrying about these things, trying to solve these things, trying to do too much. So, um, I, I choose to never sleep and spread myself thin by, um, you know, spending six hours a week yelling at people and hitting things. Um, <laughs> and and it, it sounds crazy, right? That I would take on something like that, but it was, mm-hmm. it was important to be able to then turn around and have that energy to pour back, you know, into the business and into leadership. So small business never sleeps is, is painfully true, but it doesn't need to be as painful as we make it. Yeah. And for, for clarity's sake, your reference to beating people or beating things and yelling at people was in reference to Krav Maga and not Servant 42, correct? Mostly, okay. yes. Good. So That's clients out there uh, of Servant 42, yeah, you're, you're, safe. You're, you're safe, you're in good hands. You probably got a professional bodyguard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, That's I mean, true. the business spin there is, you know, when you do business with us, not only do you not have to worry about your IT anymore, uh, you know, but you, you literally have someone willing to fight for you. <laughs> there you right? go. And your small true. business. That's so. true. Well, uh, you know, as we come to the to a close here, what's one piece of advice you could lend to a small business owner or even an aspiring entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, I, I one piece. That's hey, a, if you have multiple, I'm sure great, that'd be acceptable here. Now, I'm not known for being able to maintain long, continuous thoughts. Um, so <laughs> I'll try to string one thing together sure. by, by w- meshing in the four or five that I would like to leave people <laughs> with. But um for me, I, I think the biggest thing that I could encourage people with is you got to take care of yourself first. Um, and that's really, really hard when you're a small business owner, because there is a lot of burden and responsibility on you. Um, and you, you just keep on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, the, the, the underlying, if we peel back the layers on that, you know, self-care is very important. So you need to find something um, that energizes you, that you can be passionate about, that is outside of your business so that you can then put that back into your business. But then also I would be careful about over subsidizing your business by taking on too much personally. Now, as you're trying to grow, um, some of that is necessary. There's no way to avoid that, but the people that work for you, you know, they're counting on 
your best you. Mm-hmm. And you can't give that to them if you're, you know, beating your face on finance and that's not mm-hmm. your gifting, you know, or that you're the guy, you know, unplugging the Comcast equipment um, because, you know, the internet's not working. Uh, these, these are things that you need to do to a point, And then there's a point where you need to not do them anymore. And so mm-hmm. my encouragement really to small business owners and leaders is um, to take a step back and look at what you're doing. And is it something that only you can do? Is it the secret sauce to what made you successful? Is it what you're passionate about? Is it the, are you the only one that can provide that value to your business? Um, and, and be really careful about over subsidizing your business by sacrificing yourself. Yeah, that's a, that's a great piece of advice and one we can certainly take to heart, but Kevin, it's been great having you on in the, in the hot seat here on small business, never mm-hmm. sleeps. We've had the opportunity to learn more about you and servant 42. And we just appreciate the great conversation and, and all of the info you were able to give. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you um, for all the great detail as well as how we can better position you as a resource for the small business owner here in the great state of Indiana Wanted to say thank you again for joining us today. Um, any last words for our viewers where they can find you? Um, any Anything you got? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me. It's been it's been fun. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, and if you guys want to uh, find out more about us or get in touch, you can just go to our website, servant42.com. That's the word servant, the number 42. Um, and unfortunately, I'm painfully anti-social media, so <laughs> you can't find me anywhere else. But feel free to call and tell me why I should uh, create a LinkedIn account. There you go. <laughs> awesome, Kevin. Well, we really appreciate you having or being on the podcast today. This is the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. You can find us on all of the social media outlets that you don't utilize, like LinkedIn, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, and all your ever all your other favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. Next time, Nathan and I spend some time walking through the journey of a small business owner's path toward success. But don't forget to keep on grinding because small business never sleeps. You've been listening to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. If you are a small business owner who's interested in unlocking the potential of your business and would benefit from a network of other small business owners, then head on over to www.indianasba.com and learn how the Indiana Small Business Association can help you today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. While you're there, take a few moments to leave a review. And don't forget to keep grinding because small business never sleeps.